So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance Mkay. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing Season 5, Episode 1 of Before the 90 Days. In this episode, we meet four new-ish couples. There's Gino, the engineer, who won't take his hat off for anything, including his girlfriend Jasmine. Alina, who thinks her disability might prove to be too much for Caleb. Memphis, who's getting ready for a quickie marriage to Hamza in Tunisia. And Kimberly, the next older white American that our old pal soldier boy Usman has his sights set on. As always, we'll end with our students of the week, class dances, and life lessons. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star rating and subscribe. And if you watch Love After Lockup, you should give us listen to our other podcast, Love After Lockup MK. All right, thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Hello, Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. We got new couples to pay attention to. Very excited about it. Very excited for this new season. Um, looks good so far, right? I it mean, it does. Well, it, it does always look good when they do like the coming up this season on. You're like, ooh, yay. Yeah. Lots of yeah, fights. Yeah, it definitely looks good. And I think part of it is that we really have new blood. Yep. Um, we have like interesting, like not necessarily situations we've seen before. Mm-hmm. I would say the only kind of repeat thing, and even then, it's like, uh, is Usman. So why don't we just get started with them? All right. So we meet Kim, who's 50 years old from San Diego, California, where we learn she is a Michael Jackson super fan. Even her friends describe her as a little bit crazy. She describes herself as fiercely loyal, and she's proven she's loyal by getting MJ tattoos in dedication to him. Kim lives at home with her mom, and there were, like, so many cats, but they never seem to address any of them. Uh, (laughs) But she lives with her mom because she is her primary caretaker. Kim has a 25-year-old son, Jamal, with an ex-husband she was married to for 20 years. Her ex had cheated on her multiple times, which isn't in line with Kim's fierce loyalty. But things are looking up because Kim has found a new musical icon to worship and have a romantic relationship with. And that is with Usman. We get scenes of her singing along to Usman, or remember his rap name is Soja Boy, uh, one of his songs. Kim's a realist, though. Even though she thinks he's talented, she acknowledges he's not as good as MJ. And she also keeps it real about her age and how she may not be able to keep up with him. Kim loves his smile and how he makes her feel. After talking every day for months, Usman invited Kim to meet him in Tanzania while he shoots a music video. Kim considers them dating, but Usman calls her his potential girlfriend. Kim emphasizes that she is not Lisa, as in baby girl Lisa, Usman's ex-wife, and she's not crazy. So she's going to be on her best behavior as she tries to prove herself to Usman on their trip. Laura meets with her friends, Alyssa and Vanessa, to talk about her trip. Kim tells them that she's ready to sleep with him, but he wants to just see how it goes, which is why he got them two rooms. Kim bets her two friends that he will be in her room by the end of the trip. Usman's going to be filming his music video for his song, Zara. They kind of wonder if there's a real Zara in the picture, but we don't 
you know, get any answers to that. It ends up that Usman wants kids and Kim is okay with having him having a second wife who will provide kids for him. And she claims that she is not bothered by it at all. When her friends start questioning kind of intensely, Kim gets defensive and then starts crying and asks them to just be supportive as she walks away. They attempt to comfort her and apologize. Kim then says she's not sure she's comfortable with any of it. They assure her that they will always be on her team to support her. All right. So it was kind of hard to say what she meant by she's not comfortable with any of it. Do you think that Kim is bothered by the idea of a second wife? Or do you think there's something else that she's just not comfortable with any of it? Or what do you think she was talking about? I mean, yes. I mean, uh, definitely the second wife that that. Mm-hmm. Is certainly a a thing that she's trying to do, but I think that I think it fear and think it might port, point to larger issues of other mm-hmm. things she's maybe compromising on in order to be with him or in order to have a chance with him. I should say because mm-hmm. he is definitely not committed, right? Yeah, and he makes that pretty clear. And I, yeah, and I do think it makes her act a certain way because she's. She's pretty much like auditioning to be his girlfriend, it feels right. like. So she's, right. she feels that she has to say and do the right things to kind of win him over. And I feel like I see this with young women. So it's odd with someone like Kim, who seems to be at an age where you've had some experience with relationships. But I feel like I see this a lot with younger girls who uh-huh. kind of just feel like I want to – feel like I want them to think that I'm like the cool girlfriend and that I'm okay with, you know, him having lots of girls around and I'm the one who's going to suggest a threesome because I'm the cool girl. You know, it just seems like that's what she's trying to do here. I think she kind of is, but I think that also comes with the territory of how they met and Mm -hmm. kind of the implications that come with that. Right. So they met because she was a fan of his and contact right. on social media. Now, they say it as if she was a fan of his when he was, you know, because he's a rapper and a good guy and not because he was on this show before dating right. an older white woman. And yeah. so I definitely think if Usman wants to go in his DMs and find a middle-aged or to old white woman, he's going to find it. And he's going to find a lot of them. Yeah, right? that makes me wonder a little bit if – he is into that, you yeah. know, like if is, is that really his type? Because, I mean, if you if you do one, you're kind of I know people thought, you know, oh, he's just using her for whatever money uh, visa. I think in their case, it was more of a visa situation. Yeah. Yeah. But even then, I, I honestly I can't remember. I feel like it's been so long and so many cast members since. But I can't remember. He didn't want to move here, right? <sighs> he said no, he did because it's like. Because his music career, he had to be in L.A. What's oh, that? no, I'm thinking Laura. I was getting Laura and Lisa mixed up. I was like, yes. Lisa's Canadian. No, I was thinking of Laura. No, no, no. But he like he needed to not necessarily move here, but he needs to be able to get back and forth and go to L.A. and stuff if he has a music career. Oh, right? Kim, she's in San Diego. That's definitely yeah. more geographically uh, desirable. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. So I don't necessarily think he needs to move here, but he has to be able to come and go. Right. Has to be able to get to the right. states without like doing a huge, huge, long thing. 
maybe in him being with Lisa, he figured out the geography of the U.S. and realized that that was not optimal. There is a little bit of that. We talked about that. We've talked about that before. People who come to the U.S. and are like, oh, I was going to go to, you know, New York. And then we're going to drive to Disney World the next day and then see the Grand Canyon. And you're like, um, no, those things aren't (laughs) going to happen in that order. (laughs) Maybe you should check out the Google Maps again. But right, right. Yeah. But like. But and and so, yeah, so maybe he did figure out, hey, maybe she told him, hey, San Diego, way closer. But it, that and that's kind of why I think it is. I think she's like, wow, he picked me out of all those other women in his DMs. I got to make sure like I have to do the things to keep him that is that's going to keep him. I, he, he's going to just, you know, pick somebody else. So I think it's going to be weird because you're right. Their season was so long ago that I can't 100 percent remember what happened. But. I do 100% remember that Lisa got fired, like fired, fired. And so I don't think we're going to see flashbacks to that last season. Oh, yeah. She said some very racist things. I th- want to even say at the tell-all, right? Yes, it was the leaked tell-all, remember? They didn't put it on yeah. at the tell-all, but in the leaked te- like 10-hour tell-all or whatever, she was saying like just super racist stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean – Racist enough that the show was like, yeah, you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) We will never mention you again. You will forever be known as Usman's ex. (laughs) Yes. Usman's other American ex-wife. So she just got the same role that Rebecca and Ziad, Rebecca's uh, Moroccan ex. It's the same thing. Right. (laughs) Right. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So I – it just seems like she's um, – and it, I think that they were leading us to come to this conclusion by having, you know, the scenes with her and being a super fan of Michael Jackson. She just yeah. seems like a groupie, you know? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That's true. She does. And it's oh, – I mean, I, I definitely feel like they were trying to play her up to be possibly goofier than she really is. And that was a common theme for this whole episode. Was like, yeah. these people are goofy. They're silly right. people. And yeah, so definitely true. with the Michael Jackson thing. I didn't understand. The, you know what bothered me the most about her Michael Jackson? Well, not the most. Mm-hmm. The fact that like we don't acknowledge the things that Michael Jackson got in legal trouble for is one of the right. things that bothered me the most. The one the thing that annoyed me the most is she had this signed hat from Michael Jackson. And she kept the signature like pointed down. So you couldn't see it at the bottom of the case and it just looked like a hat. Like he signed under the brim. Right. I think it was a glass case. So maybe if you looked under it. You'd have to but you'd think if you wanted to store that hat, you'd like tilt tilt it so you could see the signature yes, without the having to like squat thing. and get under it and be like, Oh sure. yeah, I do kind of see it. Oh yeah. Okay, I do have to say her son Jamal is a very good looking man. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. So just random, random note. I hope we get to see more of Jamal and I hope that he is not a garbage person as so many people on the show turn out to be. I mean, but usually, usually the sons and daughters, they usually make, usually make look pretty good. Right. Right, It's just going to be like, mom, are you sure about this? Mom, this dude's a jerk. Mom, come on now. (laughs) But I know we didn't get, we didn't get to see anything from Usman yet besides some uh, additional music videos. Of uh, oh, singing a bunch of other stuff, so you know we're gonna get more of that. I don't know if it's gonna be as good as the um, as good as the the song from the first one, the baby. I don't even remember. I just remember it being very weird. It's bad. 
it's, I called I love you. I actually actually watched watch the other video again because remember she had like that freak out because the there was like a model in the video and she's like, no, you should be singing to a picture of me <laughs> in your music video. <laughs> That's weird, man. Or it should be like a shadow. But I don't know. So we, we didn't really get, you know, it is the intro show, right? Yes. So next up, let's talk about. All right. I feel like they spent a lot of time on this one. And speaking of, you know, people being goofy, let's talk about Gino. So Gino is 51 and from Canton, Michigan. We first meet him shopping at a pharmacy for his upcoming trip to, as he says it, Panama. And the way they set it up is it's going to make – they're going to paint him as some kind of like idiot bumbler, right? He asked the pharmacist yeah. what kind of special things he might need for the trip. Oh, gosh. This poor pharmacist. The alcohol wipes and face masks and Imodium. So then he asked about what about some more romantic stuff like couples lotion and then there's lube and warming lube and it's a whole thing. Anyway, so Gino tells us that he's a creature of habit, which is evidenced by his freezer full of TV dinners that they focus on a lot. Well, they don't usually don't focus on the freezer, but the uh, the, um, the waste trash. bin. That's just the trash <laughs> just full of TV dinner boxes. Yeah. So he tells us a little bit about his romantic past. He has an ex-wife who is from Sao Paulo, and he met when he was when they were when he was down there working as an engineer. So she came to the States on a K-1, but seven years later they were divorced. So I guess he got you know, kept chugging along and got desperate about the dating sites here in the States. So like a lot of people who get desperate here, he went international where he met Jasmine, who is 34 and lives in Panama City, where she works as some sort of teacher. He said an English lit teacher. Mm-hmm. He says all the nice things about, oh, he likes her personality and how smart she is. But then they ask what else he likes. And he, he I mean, we're going to hear a lot of this dude's laugh. <laughs> oh, the laugh. Laugh. It's- don't like it. So he laughs, does that laugh and they show a bunch of pictures of her boobs and so he likes those and also her butt and her face, I guess. So he admits that, you know, looks wise, she's out of his league. But he's going down there to meet her and true to the show, he's hoping to come back engaged. So in addition to all the stuff in the pharmacy, he also has a big box of Viagra that he has to give a little extra pop and good times. It's, he says, based on, you know, their... FaceTiming and, you know, all the talk they've been having about the first night there, that she's going to be a pretty sexual person and he's uh, going to have to have some extra artillery to make up for it. So he's very excited about how well these pills work because he already tested them out and has to tell us about that and he wants to be able to keep up in Panama. So it's he also tells us that it's been a few years, but he's been with a woman. So maybe, you know, maybe that might not be the first thing he might be have to be worried about. But anyway, so – He's going to be in Panama over Christmas, so his brother Tony and his sister Lori come over to exchange gifts and have that concerned family member talk. The concern steers right into if she knows how bald you are because he's one of those bald guys that always wears a ball cap. Like, always. I hate that. And he won't take it's it off for the – not pre- good. I know. We'll, mm. I'm going to – we'll talk. We'll get to it. Yeah, we I have, will talk I about that. I have feelings and thoughts about that too. I but he do. won't even take it off for producers and also implies that he doesn't take it off for – Anything but sleep, which means I guess he keeps it on during sex. So, Ew, no. yay, Jasmine. So no. <laughs> another wrinkle is that she has also said she'd like to have a couple of kids. And Laurie is like, you're not going to get her pregnant now, right? 
So they're have this they're pretty standardly skeptical as most families are. But you know, he doesn't want to pass this opportunity up because it might be his last chance at love, trademark registered like everything on there. So five days before <laughs> yeah. he's scheduled to leave, we hear some of the issues that might come up in this relationship. One is the way that Gino eats, which we already talked about the huge pile of TV dinner boxes in the uh, mm-hmm. trash. She FaceTimes him while he's ordering on the phone and asks to see – and this is weird. She's FaceTiming him. He just ordered food and she wants to see – she says, I haven't seen you all day. Show me the evidence. Apparently, she keeps a very tight tabs on him and he has to text her every time he leaves the house. And even when he leaves this time, she wants to keep him on – keep the FaceTime open while he walks into the restaurant and is like, who are you talking to? The server? Show me the server. Like, it was very weird. So he seems disappointed. She seems disappointed that you were too friendly with that server. You talk too much. So understandably, Gino is concerned with Jasmine's jealousy, and it has caused a lot of stupid arguments before. He calls her back when he gets home and seems like her big issue was that when, you know, he got the food from the lady, he asked – she asked her name because what happens next time? You're going to get her cell phone number? So then we see – there's a lot with him, I say. So we – we see him with his uncle Marco and his girlfriend Sandy. They're shooting pool on a actually pretty cool pool table. It looks like a car. Well, different at least. Marco has been more of a father figure for Gino since his father passed away. Marco's worries start with green cards and very quickly uh, escalate to the concern that Gino's going to wake up in a hotel room after being roofied. So, <laughs> And then, of course, the money because Gino is currently unemployed, but he hasn't let him stop he hasn't let that stop him from sending money to her for pretty much all beauty procedures, actually. He tells us that yeah. if things go right in Panama, he'll propose. And then they're like, better get a prenup. So eventually the time has come and Gino is packing up his hats and his drive to the airport with Uncle Marco. So Marco ends up in tears worrying about the guy. And while he's at the airport, he gets a call from Jasmine asking, who is my beautiful gringo? And then... I don't think she realized he, she was on speakerphone because it veered very close to inappropriate speakerphone conversation in public. God. Uh, yeah. But then he gets on the plane and then – so I guess we're going to see him in Panama next time. All right. Life lesson. I'll throw this in there. All conversations are inappropriate on speakerphone in an airport. Why are you subjecting other people to your phone calls? Come on now. Yeah, it, that, that's true. That's true. Everybody Nobody has, wants to hear everybody has headphones with speakers in them nowadays. You can yes. do it. Like, yes. Okay. But you were going to say. Oh, no. I was going to say like, oh, man. I mean, this is – I feel like this is the – and see if you agree. Was this the fastest, most aggressive jealousy we've seen ever on the show? Oh, yes, I think so. Um, it, it was definitely the most intense. I'm struggling to think think of anything that we've really seen that has come this close um i think we have like more just of oh uh, okay so i think the closest was julia and brandon and maybe even angela michael you know yeah angela michael okay i'll give you angela michael with the um there was a girl on that boat. It was like, yeah, right. <laughs> it was like the background of the Just picture. like unreasonable, yeah. right? Yes. Um, uh-huh. Brandon and Julia, because he had that one friend who was a girl. Yes. The fact that she just even existed was what made Julia mad. It's like, okay, yeah, you're like unreasonable. Even she wasn't like, FaceTime me as you walk into your office. 
FaceTime me yes. when you leave your office. Like, yes, that seemed very like, okay, you don't even trust his like day to day ongoings. Like, that's very concerning. Yes. Like, show me the evidence. Like, she, 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 this, he's supposed to keep like a GPS on and like have little connect the dots around town where he went. And she explained to me what you did. Probably. Explain to me what you did here. I, I can see that this is like a slippery slope it is definitely going to be like that when they're in the same city. Yeah. that's This was one. I just watched it and was like, like, oh, yeah. Run away. That one scene. I was like, I would I would if anyone did that to me and said, I need to see the server. Show me. Show me the server. I'd be like. Hold on a second. I'll call you back. Click. And then the call back Bye. would be like, we're done. <laughs> I guess I would call her back from home and be like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. Bye. Right. I was thinking about this. It's like, um, you know, there's definitely something going on there. Like she has some very, very significant trust issues. I mean, it's too early to say that it's with Gino specifically. This is how she is. Yes. And it's like. You know, it's almost like she has to be with a guy like Gino because who else is going to put up with that exactly. shit? Like, yep. no one, right? Exactly. I was like, that's how you end up with somebody way out of your way out of your league looks wise is because nobody in her league looks wise would ever put up with it. Ever. Right. Okay, so let's talk about the looks. I actually think he looks pretty decent for 50, but yeah. the whole like... <sighs> oh, he would, if you cleaned him up, you need to... If you cleaned him up, put him in better clothes... You oh know, yeah, his jeans were so bad. Get him, get him better clothes. Get him, um, you know, a better shave. You know, some of that weird. He had like a weird, bad goatee thing going on. Tell him to never wink. That was a weird look. Don't do that. Yeah, don't. Yeah, how can I get? How can I get you to never make that face again? Yes, don't right. do that. And then take off the damn hat. Yeah, he, I'm sure. I'm sure he's totally bald. I'm sure it looked from what he was had. It's just mm-hmm. big shaved all the way, all the way everywhere. Like, yeah. And that's fine. That's 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 a good way of dealing with going bald. A bad way of dealing with going bald is wearing hats all the time. I know. And depending on like the situation, because I actually um, dated this guy fairly recently and he was kind of the same way. Like he always wore hats. And I think it was because he was very self-conscious of the fact that he was like bald. And I think he was like mostly bald, but he just shaved it. So he was completely bald. Sure. And then he also and I never saw this guy without a hat. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, like this wasn't my boyfriend or anything. It was just some guy I went on a few dates with. Uh, but just some of his hats, there were just moments where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, you look sickly, you know, like um, yeah. you look like a little yeah. kid. You know, it's just like depending on like he looked like a child sometimes with the hat. It made him look childlike. And it just it was very hard for me to take him seriously. And I just I don't like the look. And I'm not saying that you can never wear a hat, but maybe you shouldn't be so tied to it. Right. Like mix up your look every once in a while because different people like different things. Yeah. And it's like I, I don't know. I just I, I it bothers me. I've known a few hat guys I work – there's a few guys in the building that I work with that are hat guys. It just looks so ridiculous to me when people like wear a suit with a baseball cap, right? And they wear – or even even if it's not a suit, right? You wear like a button-up shirt and a schlubby baseball cap on top. It's like, what do you – I don't understand that look. It doesn't – I don't get it. It, it doesn't yeah. – it definitely doesn't look any better than going bald. Like why is this guy wearing a – and everybody knows why you're wearing the hat. It's not – you're not keeping right. it a secret. 
Yeah. Right? When you have – like if you just wear a hat, you know, with a T-shirt and jeans or whatever, then well, you wear a hat, right? But yeah, it's a hat wearer. But once you go on to the place where it's like a suit and you're in, you know, trousers and, and a button-up shirt and you still have a schlubby baseball hat on, everybody's like, oh, he's bald. Okay, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, that would be interesting. Do you think he'd wear a hat to his own wedding? He totally would. And I don't that's, – that's the thing too. I don't even think he'd switch it up and wear like a fedora or anything. Like he'd still <laughs> yeah, wear a baseball cap. Like – he just wear that baseball cap everywhere. And that's the part two where like he said I only wear it sleeping. So does he wear it is it does he wear it for sex? Like and you're I'm gonna get ghost does. does he go down on people with that baseball hat on? How the hell does that eh. work? I don't understand how eh. that works. <laughs> I did not think of that gross. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now that we've talked about his look, all right, he insists that she is not materialistic. Okay, so how – what do you think he thinks materialistic means? Like, I don't know. So it's it's tricky because he's just not equating – I guess my definition of materialistic also includes superficial yes. looks, right? And not just I want cars, I want things. Right. But if you're like, I want big boobs and I want my hair done and I want this makeup and I need these, my butt done and I need all this. And my nails and my eyelashes and injections. Yeah. Yeah. And injections, that that's materialistic. Just like if you said, I want lots of cars and I want lots of rings. Like I yeah. want big stones like that. I don't I don't really see a, a appreciable difference there. Right. I mean, I don't I didn't get it either. It's like. How can he say that she's not materialistic, but then talk about all the money he spent on basically her looks? It's like, wh- yes. what would you describe that as? Yeah, she's not materialistic. She's vain. Like- I am like, you know, doing it for the people. <laughs> Charity of the people. You may weigh your eyes upon my beauty. Yeah. Yeah. The good of the, co- the community needs to have somebody that hot in it. Right. Right. Like, or else or else they'll just all suffer. Yeah. Yeah. That made no sense to me whatsoever. No, but uh, I don't know if he's, if he's considered it something different. Like, oh, it's vanity. It's not materialist, materialistic. And it's like, okay. Mm. Like, that's all right. Fine. Okay. But then why would you want to date someone who's super vain? That exactly. also doesn't make sense. Exactly. Because it's at oh, the yeah. end of the day, it's still like, what? But I think it's definitely more like we've seen other people who say that. We've seen it in all – many of these shows, mm-hmm. right, where people will take the most materialistic people and say they're not materialistic. Like, like who yeah. are you dating? <laughs> yeah. It's like, why are you giving them so much money then? What was happening here? Right? Yeah. Right? I mean, I liked – put it – who uh, that's another question there with this with this one because he was on for a long time. Who did you like better, Uncle Marco or his brother Tony? Was it Tony? Was his brother? Yeah, his brother Tony. Uh, I really liked Marco because Marco seemed to get real fired up, like right when yeah. things started getting sketchy. You know, when he yeah. started talking about the money and like, okay, now it was a little ridiculous for him to be like, oh yeah, he's gonna get roofied, you know. But it's just like. <laughs> All right. I, I understand what you're saying. The concern is there, but it's more so like I'm worried about the money. Yeah. He's giving money that he doesn't even have. He's he unemployed have. and still giving her money. Yeah. Right. And it, well, he says he was smart with money and he figured it out. He he, he did well enough that he has. Sorry, but it's like I'm confused 
confused why he was in another country for automotive engineering. What does that mean? What does he do? I mean, I assume you design like transmissions and stuff. Like, I don't know. Oh, okay. And he could have been, if it's automotive engineering, he very well could have been at a, like they took him to a plant to get the manufacturing set up. I can see that happening in Sao Paulo. Yeah, because I'm going to say that's an odd place that's not exactly where I would necessarily think of cars being built, you know? Right. However, where he is, you know, in Michigan, that that, yeah. that scans. Sure. Right? Yeah, sure, sure. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of Michigan, we have another person from Michigan, and that's Memphis. <laughs> so uh, we meet Memphis. Yep. We meet Memphis, 34, from Muskegon, Michigan. She is trying on lingerie, and her friends are helping her. She says she's been single for four years, where she was a little wild in that time. But now she's met someone special. At home, she has 13-year-old daughter, Kennedy, and a six-year-old son with her ex-husband. The son is not going to be featured at all, so I don't think we're going to get a name. He was blurred out of pictures. Uh, But Memphis has spent eight years in school to be a nurse practitioner. She met a man, Hamza, 28, from Tunisia on an international dating app. She's into his teeth, lips, and body. She likes their conversations and the constant communication. She brings it up several times about how she appreciates the fact that he will text back in a timely manner. She brings up his consistency in messages several times. She video chats with Hamza where she flaunts her naked body as she takes a shower. She confesses that there's a language barrier because he only speaks a little English and she speaks like zero Arabic. But he knows all the important stuff like sexy time and big boobies. Boobies. (laughs) (laughs) Memphis is truly in love with Hamza. So when she goes to Tunisia, they're going to get married in the second week of her being there. She's giving herself a week to decide if this is the right choice. Memphis has never been treated like this before, and she believes the visa process will go better if it's a spousal visa versus a fiancé visa. Her friends are skeptical and try to get her to go in this whole situation with just open eyes. Later, Memphis's mom comes over to bake cupcakes. Memphis says she never really had much of a relationship with her mom in the past, but they are just starting to build a relationship. Her mom, Deborah, says she better find out if uh, Hamza is worth the money because Memphis is paying for everything since Hamza has been unemployed because of COVID. Memphis has told Hamza that he needs to get a job as soon as he gets here. Memphis is cocky and says her nurse practitioner salary is enough to support them. Uh, Deborah is helping Memphis to pack and she gives a look and asks if Hamza is ready to be a stepdad to two children he's just never met. Memphis then wonders if, you know, she's looking for something that was missing in her childhood. And she brings up her mom's crack addiction and her dad's uh, prison stints. And that's how Memphis ended up in foster care at a young age. But Deborah insists that even though uh, she had an addiction, Memphis still had everything she needed. Memphis blames her childhood for her desperate need to have a whole family. All right. So, um... I'm going to skip over this part for now, but we can come back to it. Uh, You know, why kind of this childhood trauma, why it's kind of, you know, you think she's uh, getting into this relationship. But, 
you know, from both of their perspectives, Hamza and Memphis, it doesn't uh-huh. really seem like they have a whole lot in common. Not enough to really decide that you want to be married, right? They have like the sexy time and big boobs and right. the physical attractiveness, but it doesn't sound like they've communicated much at all other than checking in which it sounds like Memphis super appreciates. So what do you think is holding or pushing this relationship together? I mean, hmm. It's definitely something that is like, it's one of those things that sounds weird because it's like a weirdly superficial how deeply in love he says he is, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we saw some of the texts where it's just like, you know, they're just like, not really communicating and not really like getting to know each other on like a deeper level, which is like, I adore you, my love with all the power of a thousand sons. Like that's not, it's a thing. I guess that's nice to say. I would think it would be weird if somebody sent me yeah. that. I would not mm-hmm. be like, Ooh, this is so nice. I'd be like, this is weird. And also weirdly from Google translate. <laughs> yes. Clear. Yeah. Well, obviously everything's through Google translate, right? Yeah. So at least you have, at least you have Google translate that you can get, sentiments to one another but like mm-hmm. man i don't I, I i find it weirdly off-putting and like kind of makes it sound like not believable when people just repeatedly tell you how much they love you and use really flowery language about how deep their love is and things like that i'm like i don't it makes it feel more fake to me right but it right. clearly works on her Yes, and I think we've talked about this before. I think it's especially difficult to really believe if there's like, if that's all it is, right? If someone just told you that you had met, because I mean, I think it's a little bit different when you're family, right? And you're like, especially like um, parents and children, right? You just say you love each other. But But I don't make weird like analogies to mountains and rivers and oceans i'm just like i love you and let me make you this sandwich like (laughs) when we're talking about partners and we're talking about people that you've met like you know like these people have met can you really identify why you love them or why you feel this way about them i just i don't think they're being honest with themselves it's like yes i feel this love when i see your big boobies and when it is sexy time it makes me feel away Right. Well, I mean, that's a different way than you are looking for because I don't know that her specifically her big boobies and her sexy time would make him feel that kind of way. I feel like that reaction comes to a lot of different people. But yeah, but like, yes, because it, it, it's really more. And that's I guess but that's what it's what it is for me, because, yes, there's lots of attractive people out there. There's lots of people, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, can look at, find attractive and, you know, they would probably find me attractive. And there's mm-hmm. people out there that would make me feel some kind of way if I saw him naked in the shower, right? Like, there's a different <laughs> sure. re- reaction that's going to come. But like the, the people I truly connect with and the truly – it's all about communication, right? And I guess that's what she's coming from when she says it's the constant communication. But on yeah. what level is this communication that no, they're no, having no. with each other? So the constant communication that was my kind of takeaway isn't sure. like this deep connecting communication. It's like the con- – it's more like a constant check-in. I'm yes. home right now. I'm leaving to go to the store. Uh, Hey, babe, thinking of you. And I think it's this idea that I think there's two things. One, you 
kind of have this like comfort and it makes you feel good to think that someone is always thinking of you and mm-hmm. always like checking in. And also it makes you like more secure, like in terms of like jealousy, you know, yeah. how could they possibly be involved with someone else if the amount of communication that they are sending me, you know, is so frequent, there couldn't possibly someone be someone else. And so it just it does, it makes you feel more comfortable with this person, even though if you think about what's actually communicated, that's like nothing that stuff that your kid would probably have the same conversation with you. Hey, mom, right. at school, leaving yeah. school. Well, you that's know. what she said. She referred to the, the the communications not as like, oh, he. It, we, I we kind of put together that it's because he texts back in a timely manner or whatever. Yes. But she called right. them. She called them good morning texts. Yes. Right. Yeah. And that's just something I don't text to anyone. Like good morning. Like mm-hmm. that. That that is just a you know banal check in. Like like good morning. Like that. That seems rote and routine in a way that it doesn't meaningfully mean I was even thinking about you. It's like part, I brush my teeth, I text you good morning, I do something else, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas when I, 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 there are people I, you know, text every day and I just start the conversation off from where it was, where it was last. It's not like, good morning, my love. Because I was going to say, we text every day and yep. we never have the niceties of good morning, <laughs> right. good afternoon. Yeah. We just like jump right into what we need to talk about, right? Yes, Exactly. Exactly. That's what, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. That's what it's you know. That's what that's what it's like when I was married, right? That's what it's like mm-hmm. with my girlfriend now. It's just like I don't. They don't. It's not a nicety of how is your day so far. Good afternoon to you. Uh, you know, me right. more. Like it's just like, uh, there's a lot of traffic. It sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think also too, maybe this is the difference. Is um. Well, I mean, at least with your uh, wife and or your ex-wife, I should say, oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, your ex-wife and your uh, girlfriend is that, you know, you see them. Yeah, um, that's true. You know, yeah. it's I think it's different if you're trying to have a romantic relationship with um, someone who's far away because that's you don't true, have because those I can't, you can't give them, I can't give them a hug day. and a kiss. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, when I see them. Yeah. Sure. That's fair. Fair. Right. I don't know about this plan. that could. This spousal visa plan, like I, I can't imagine. It sounds like an awful idea. Awful idea. It just it sounds an awful idea to marry someone that you cannot hold a conversation with. Like that just is. And we've seen it before, but it's like, oh man, this is. Yeah, I mean, I think she's on to something when she actually seems a bit self aware. It's just it's so funny to me when it's like people. Like, have these moments of, like, oh, I feel like you're getting it. And then it's, like, the conclusion is completely separate, right? She's, like, she says, (laughs) like, you know, I think there might have been something missing in my childhood. And they spend a great deal of time in her segment talking about, you know, how she had a very difficult childhood growing up in foster care. Like, having parents that weren't there. And it seemed like her mom is a little bit in denial about how bad it was for her kids. She's totally defensive about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep, like what? You had it all, you know, like I gave you everything I could. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, of course, I made mistakes, but I was still a good mom. And it's like, I yeah, I, I was a single mom. I was trying my hardest. It's like eh, the addiction, I think, kind of prevents you from trying your hardest and doing the best for your kids. You know, it's like right, even if the right. intention is there, the execution is not right. going to be there if you're actively in your addiction. So 
Yeah, I mean, she gets that she's had these traumas and challenges. And she even says, like, maybe that's why I'm, like, seeking, like, fulfillment through a relationship. I should marry this person I, like, have no, like, uh, you know, relationship <laughs> with and, like, can barely yes. communicate so, with. That right. was my conclusion. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, instead of like there. maybe I should maybe I should get to the root of that and actually, you know, feel whole as a single as myself before right. I nope, nope, I should just marry this dude and that'll fix everything. Perfect. Got it. <laughs> so I mean she was almost there and it's like I, I mean, I have a lot of respect for how she's overcome definitely yeah, setbacks totally. in her life. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, she's she has a master's. I mean, she's raising these two kids. She claims to have enough salary to support her family and another person who may or may not be working, you know. But now it just seems like, okay, to go along with, you know, all these uh, successes, maybe you shouldn't create more challenges in your life. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And I guess I wouldn't say, you know, she's been a single mom, I guess, for at least a stretch. And maybe so it's not always just like jumping from relationship to relationship, maybe. Sure. But well, she said she's been wild. So I don't I don't know what that means. You know, I, I don't know. But her pictures sure looked like it. Like the pic, the pictures they kept showing off her like Instagram and everything really didn't match up with the uh, pictures. They were tr- what she was trying to show us who she was. There was a lot of. Uh, I mean, we started off with her in a lingerie thing. And OK, so speaking of what. Uh-huh. OK. Having never tried on lingerie, like or bought okay. any lingerie for myself, okay. it's not something they let you try on, right? What the hell was that? Yeah, you don't they get let to try, try it on. A, they let you try on like the the stringy thongs and then give it back to them, so your ass you can give your <laughs> things that were up your ass to somebody else. So a uh, couple things. It's kind of like trying on a bathing suit. They usually have the um, they have the, these like the stick hygienic stickers, yeah. uh, but they also say you're supposed to and like they'll put them on in the um, you know in the dressing room. So you're supposed to keep your undergarments on while you're trying on. Other she did stuff. for the second one. I know she did for the second yes. one. Yes. Yes. So she that's why she had her little like you know full coverage briefs on. But I don't know about the situation where you're already wearing a thong and you're trying on a thong. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question as someone who does not wear thongs like i i don't really know how you know you would but i mean not lingerie specifically but like underwear i i, I mean i can hold things up and be like yeah i'd fit into that or no i wouldn't fit into that i mean i don't necessarily need to try it on but lingerie yeah i mean i've tried it on in the stores before there's no rule against it. I mean, I, I've never been to a store like what she was in, and I've never flaunted and twerked in lingerie like she did yeah, either. Like, but that's part yeah. of it too. Is I mean, one thing does it fit, and one thing where you're like, all right, when I get down low, does it oh, gonna God, like, like go away, please? What are you like? Things go way up in there. You're like, okay, that <laughs> is belong. That belongs to you now. Like that is yours. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, it makes me wonder a little bit if Hamza is just like into her physically and that's it or there's something else because it's just and I wonder if he is religious at all, too, because it, it reminds me a little bit of Brittany and Yazan, right? This situation. And I can mm-hmm. very easily see Hamza as being religious 
you know, um, Muslim. I don't know. So because obviously the one that it triggers for me because mm-hmm. it's Tunisia is Rebecca and Ziet. Yes. OK. And yeah, he didn't care. Yeah. yeah, he didn't care. Yeah. Like he had people like who were like trying to make religious arguments to him. And he was just like, listen, I'm just trying to get do what's acceptable in the community. But he didn't have his he didn't really seem okay. to have his own religious convictions. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. So that brings us to thy last couple, Caleb and Alina. So we meet Caleb, who is 28 and from Chandler, Arizona, as he's running through the desert topless. So he says he's into travel meditation, tarot cards, and of course, having some fun with women. He tells us that he pretty much that he gets around, but he hasn't found anyone he wants to settle down with. That is before Alina. So Alina is someone that he found on an online, it's an online friend from his teenage years. They uh, were like, talked to each other a lot when they were like 15 or something, and then randomly kind of reconnected, you know, 10 years later on a Russian dating site. So... This was really weird because they're doing the same thing that Alina did last season. The other Alina is they can't go to Russia, so they're meeting each other in Turkey. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at that point, we actually do get to switch to Alina, who is 27 years old and from St. Petersburg. She has a condition called diastrophic dysplasia, which is a rare form of dwarfism. So we see her during a photo shoot because she has she is a big supporter of finding beauty in all bodies, and she does a lot of modeling. So she's also in a band called the BFF Band with her friend and roommate. So after the photo shoot, we see her doing everything, day, everyday things like cooking and driving. And she tells us a lot about a little bit more about her dwarfism as it's been an impediment in her dating life, especially because, you know, as you know, whatever it is, she's into tall guys. But unlike other guys, Caleb doesn't seem to mind at all. And also he's tall. But, you know, this being before the 90 days, they actually have never met in person, even though we've known each other for like 13 years. And she's worried that things will change once he actually sees her in real life. So we see Alina meeting with her parents, Alexei and Natalia, before her trip to Turkey. She says that the relationship with them is good, but they're just like way too mothering and they're always trying to take care of her. But, you know, she doesn't think that's about her disability because her sister is average height, too. At dinner... Uh, her sister is average height and they do the same thing to her. That's what I meant to say. At dinner, she tells uh, them that on her trip to Turkey, she's going to meet Caleb. They didn't know about that. They knew about the trip to Turkey. They knew about Caleb. They didn't know they were meeting. So Natalia is worried that people in Istanbul, her mom, won't pay attention to her and they'll just like push her wheelchair off the curb and into the street and everything. And she's also worried that this Caleb dude doesn't know. She doesn't know her and might end up breaking her heart. Dad references a similar trip to South Africa when a guy she had met in Russia stood her up when she went down there to meet him. So as the date gets closer, Caleb is outside on a leather couch that he has outside, which yeah, weird, very Arizona, and that yet yeah, wouldn't happen here because um, then I squirrels don't, would live in it. Uh, don't and put that on it. Arizona. I think they'd be insulted. <laughs> I think that might be just a young person thing. Okay, but I'm saying it's a young person thing that you would only attempt in Arizona because of the weather. Oh, Not like sure, sure, Arizona sure. people do that. I'm saying oh, if yeah, it was yeah. here, okay. that couch would be destroyed like in two days um, well, from wildlife and yeah. rain. Oh, yeah. No, nah, in the summertime too, it would rain on it. It would rain on a leather couch. Oh, my God. Anyway, he's excited and nervous about this trip. And he's, he's – oh, but he also likes a fire. There's a little fire pit here too. So – but to make sure the trip works out right, he gets his notebook out to jot down some positive intentions for the trip. 
God. So in the notebook, he wants to keep his mind permeable. So he writes his intentions not as words, but as subconscious abstract images, which <sighs> he then burns. So the next day, he gets on a video chat with Alina because she has something to tell him. And it's that her roommate Elijah is coming on the trip with her just to give her mom some peace of mind. She also thinks it'll be beneficial so that Elijah can show Caleb how to what the, how to help best assist um they best assist Alina. Caleb, though, not super excited about the third wheel being around while he's trying to get down. He feels like he's supposed to be taking care of her. So Elijah is stepping in where Elijah isn't needed. Then she starts to tell him, you know, what kind of help she'll need from him, especially since in an old city like Istanbul, there's not going to there's probably going to be a lot of accessibility issues. And she, he might very well get tired of this whole thing. So I guess question for you is, did they just go out and cast a person who is not objectively a jerk, but just there to annoy both of us because like <laughs> in Caleb, right? Yeah. We didn't see anything yeah. that was, you know, Stephen like asshole about ish, uh, asshole ish no, about no. him so far. Yeah. But he was like everything he did makes people like me and you go, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. well. So I was going to say, here is my impression of Caleb. Like, at the beginning, I was kind of like, you know, yeah, he's a little, like, a little too new age for me. But he was actually kind of, like, likable. Sure. You know? But, oh, my God. Rue the day I said that about Steven, too. I was like, he's kind of, a, like, a quirky, likable guy. Okay. I, I <laughs> right. know I'm going to regret that I'm saying this, you know? But yeah, I was kind of like, oh, you know, he's kind of, like, weirdly likable. And then, then his little like abstract drawing thing, that's where he lost me. I was like, okay, that's too new age for me. I cannot handle that. But overall, I like him more than I thought I would. When I first saw him running without a shirt, I was like, who is this douche? I want to see less of this guy, you know, this guy. And then even his comment about, you know, oh, like I've been having fun, like, and then, you know, it's basically saying, if I want to have sex, I can go have, ahead and have sex. And just made him seem like he's very full of himself. Sure. Got a lot of female attention. At one point, he says that he's been faithful for a year and a half. And it's kind of like, well, I don't know, dude. You've just been talking about how you can just go out and have it whenever you want. So you're trying to tell me you've been celibate for a year and a half? Well, what does it mean to you to be faithful? <laughs> sure, sure, true. I mean, yes. And I was just like, Thinking about because, yeah, it was kind of the same thing in terms of a downhill stuff. First of all, mm-hmm. anytime I see anybody meditating and I'm not saying meditation is wrong or bad. If it works for you, it works for you. It's that's fine. Mm-hmm. But they always when people film themselves meditating or let someone film them meditating, it always looks so lame. Like we've seen it before. Well, yeah, Remember, it's like saying someone's sleeping like, OK, <laughs> yes, or, or praying. All right. The same thing. I was like, I don't want to watch this person. There's pray. nothing like, to like, watch, really. There's nothing yeah. to watch. So we just kind of have this. I'm going to make a serious face right here and just like mm, have my shirt off and make my make my put my thumbs together. And and so it's just like, I don't know. It looks it looks bad. And then. But then he's like, and this meditation got me into tarot. And I'm like, oh, you're going farther. You're going farther away yeah, from okay. Right. <laughs> and then yeah. like, oh, man, I was like – and it's funny because the whole abstract picture to think – I was like – I was yelling at the screen. Not like yelling at the screen, but I kept like arguing with him. I was like, so what you want to do is you want to take a bunch of abstract shapes 
and put them together to form concepts so that you'll remember what it was you were trying to do. Those are words. You're talking about words. You make right. shapes to represent concepts. And then concepts. he's going to burn it That's anyway, so he's not remembering <laughs> shit. You're just trying to reinvent writing by not writing. God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I have a question about Alina's band. So they had bleeped out something, something. has Wi-Fi. And I was like, who has Wi-Fi? I really need to know who has Wi-Fi. I didn't I couldn't figure it out. I didn't I didn't I know what either. it what it was. It was like because was it a cuss word or was it a brand name? Oh. It could have been a brand name. Yeah, I thought it was dirty. I was like, Whoa, who has who has Wi-Fi? I like I want to know now. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm trying to think of the dirty words that would fit for has Wi-Fi. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Oh, so goodness. I went away from it being dirty and I was like, oh, it might be like McDonald's has Wi-Fi. Right. Um, and they bleeped out like the company name because they didn't pay or because we've seen them bleep out like they bleep out Under Armour shirts and Nike shirts and stuff like that. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was a brand name instead of like, oh. yeah, motherfucker has Wi-Fi. <laughs> like, yeah. I was just like, whoa, this is a dirty song. Who has Wi-Fi? It was a long beep. It was a long beep. So it was. was. Like, <laughs> I was like, all right. Um, I like Lena. I, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. she's a very likable person. I'm scared for her because and not just because I think Caleb kind of looks like a, a douche, a new age douche. Um, it's more so because, you know, it's a big red flag when your parents say, like, you've done this before with that South African. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, oh, that's fair. to be fair, yeah. they, they've known each other. They, they have a 13 year thing, two gaps of knowing each other. I'm very... I don't know. Let's say this again, actually, because recent events in your life, I think she knows about his weird theories already. You'd think they when they talked about stuff that the the new agey stuff would have come up. Right. Yeah. But uh-huh. it's also a thing where sometimes you're like, wow, talking about this new agey stuff really turns off girls. I'm going to wait till I have them on the hook before I like go. By God. the way. <laughs> No, but that's the thing is I feel like people who think that way think it's a selling point, you know, like yeah, I'm going to enlighten them so do. they could like be as enlightened as me and it'll really open their eyes to how great the world is. And then gonna they're going to see how minds. awesome I am. Yeah. Open their minds to all the possibilities of right drawing squiggles yeah. on a piece of paper and yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think they would see it differently than we would. We're like, hide that shit so no one thinks you're weird. And they're like, no, I must enlighten everyone. Right. Oh, man. And it's one of those things that like that just is also one of those. He just seems like somebody that thinks he's right because nobody tells him he's full of shit because nobody wants to talk about his shit. Like, if yeah. somebody's talking about this, oh, I have this new age. I'd be like, all right, man. Cool. Like, You're like I cool would not. Cool story, bro. Cool story, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, I would not. Um, I would not engage in that conversation. I would not try to talk him out of it. I would just be like, I want to talk about something else now. <laughs> Let's move right. on. And so I think he engages a lot of that. Yeah. So it looks like we have three more couples that we haven't seen yet. So they did a little bit of a sneak preview of everything we are going to see this season and it looks pretty good yeah yeah i saw a lot of a lot of yelling 
a lot of crying, <laughs> a lot of there was some insulting, which I'm I'm here for that. <laughs> yes, telling people their fart smell. I'm all definitely uh, on board yeah for in this. a foreign language while the person's like just cluelessly like nodding along. Sure. <laughs> Yep. That that girl looks brutal. I cannot wait yes, for her. Yes, she seems out, outstandingly terrible. That looks that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, goodness. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so from this group that you've seen this week, um, best first impression, who's your student of the week? Alina. Um, I went with Alina, too. Um, yeah. I think specifically because even though she knew that Caleb wouldn't be into it, that she went with her parents' advice about bringing someone along as, like, um, to help her out and also as a chaperone, I guess. Right. And she also didn't, like, ask him if she's going to bring him. If Oh, maybe I was thinking about doing my parents said this. She was like, yeah, he's coming. Just so you know, he's coming. Yeah. Right. And she just, I mean, out of everybody, she just seems to have the best head on her shoulders. Like. She does, minus that South Africa thing. We'll we'll let it go by. Well, for I now. think even with that South, I think everybody else has like everybody's got little minuses on their record. I think everybody else's minuses are bigger than the South Africa thing. Actually, that's true. I mean, other people's are like much much worse. So, speaking of which, who's your dunce? I went with uh, jealous Jasmine here, like yeah. the uh, making him vlog his all his trips and introduce her to the server and stuff however i will say it was weird that he asked the server her name that is a weird thing to do yes (laughs) right but Um, everything else is like way too jealous crazy jealous yeah okay uh kind of along those lines i'm gonna go with delusional kim it's like she somehow thinks she's full-on in a relationship with uzman but then acknowledges that he does not see it that way but she's going to go full steam ahead. Like, she's all in. I'm going to sleep with you the next time I see you. I'm going to encourage you to have other wives. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be your first wife. But you can have other ones after me to actually have the children. It's just well, like, that's, what? Lady? That's what's funny, too. Because even in even when it came, even when that same concept came up in Angela and Michael, he wasn't mm-hmm. marrying the other women. He was just having kids with them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. But she just seems to be delusional about where this is gonna go um you know what it takes to win this guy over yeah i'm definitely kind of i'm excited to see where Usman's at because it seems like he's hell-bent on not repeating the mistakes of last time like no we're not staying together no we're not gonna like just go right into we're committed to everything and now you need to propose to me in front of your mother like we're not doing that like nope yeah well we'll see all right what about your life lesson All right, so my life lesson goes at Memphis, and there are – it's because there are two types of showers. There is a sexy shower, and there is a getting clean shower, and they are not the same shower. Like, if you put your hair thing on to keep your hair from the – you are in a getting clean shower scenario, and that shower is for getting clean. Like, I think I think it has to do with like, you know, your hair. It's like if you do not want it to get wet, even in a sexy shower, you're going to put a shower cap on. Oh, but that's what I'm saying. If you're not willing to get your hair wet, then you are not willing to have a sexy shower. And that's OK. You don't have to have a sexy shower. I don't know why there are lots of sexy strip teasy things she could have done with him that wasn't just like, hey, I'm taking a shower now. You want to like look at the look through the <laughs> look through the curtain. 
Like that's not yeah. the sexy part. If you're using the shower, if you're actually washing your body, like trying to get clean and like shaving and all that stuff. And it's like, no, we're, we're, we're at, we're at the unsexy well, I hope shower. that wasn't part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to watch me shave my leg? <laughs> yeah. I am. I have no doubt that there are some dudes that would be very into that, but yeah, I'm not maybe. one of them. All right. So my life lesson actually applies to a couple of couples on this one. Uh, we've got Gino and Memphis both sending money to their loves that they have never met before. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't send money to someone you have never met in person unless you have more than enough money to not care about the money that you you should basically just consider it a loss. Right. A donation, if you will. Yeah. And I, I just don't think Gino is in that kind of position right now. I would think he wouldn't be. Donating money yeah. f- to nothing, you know. I mean, I think he thinks he's in that position or at least he justifies to himself that he's in that position. But yeah. I mean, dude's unemployed. Like, what are you doing? But like, yes, if you're going to and if you are going to donate your money, I can mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot better causes than your girlfriend's eyelashes or lips. And lip injections. <laughs> and yeah, lip I think injections. so too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely i mean she's not even like starving or needs rent money i mean maybe she does because you know she spent her rent money on that and so in a weird way you are paying her rent, you are paying her I, rent. Yeah. I need rent money why do you need rent money because i got new boobs and now i need rent money <laughs> yeah. oh, i don't have money for rent oh goodness but i mean ugh, it's like Will we ever, ever have an entire cast where no one has sent money? I just don't think that's possible. No, I don't think they would. I don't think they would cast that way. Like that the money yeah. is an important aspect of the of the stories of the show. It would be interesting. But yeah. Mm. But I wonder, I just, I, I wonder how often it happens just like forget 90 day thing. Like how many boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever end up. You know, with with some loser they end up lending money to or giving money to that lives in the States. Uh, how often does that happen? I don't know. I was going to say, I I don't personally know of anyone. And I, and I mean, I will honestly say that I have never given any person I've dated money. But I also think that's not something you would advertise. You know, that's like kind of maybe an embarrassing thing either for mm-hmm. you or your partner that you're right. borrowing money or – if it is a situation where you're borrowing money, it's where you're in a place where you're really like in a partnership or even maybe you're possibly living together. And sure. so, you know, giving each other money just seems like, well, it's it's for the household or for the good of the household. Um, the only situation I ever knew um, of a friend who was and I actually don't even remember if he ended up giving his girlfriend money was um, I had a. Very, very well, uh, I'll just say it, rich friend. And he was dating an equally rich, um, she was actually a famous pop star. And uh, she had asked him for a large sum of money. And large to me and you, I think she asked for like $15,000 to float her for like a month or something Mm -hmm. like that. Because her money was tied up in something weird. And when he told me my jaw just dropped, I would, you know, that's like big money to him. And he didn't see it. He was just like, well, you know, I don't want to make a habit of it because I don't want her to get the wrong idea. But at the same time, I don't really care. She can have $15,000. I mean, but that's what I'm kind of saying. Like, you kind of have to understand that if you are going to give someone money, you know, it has to be because you're okay with that. Like, that's a donation. Mm -hmm. Like, he he already in his mind was like, yeah, she said she's going to pay me back, but... 
you know, I'm just whatever. Gonna, I'm a, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, not I really mean, I'll try to get it, yeah. it back, but you know, I'm going to write it off as a loss. Yeah. Very we can't relate to those people. I can't yes, relate to I that. We can't very relate much to at those all. No. At all. <laughs> We're poor teachers. Help me. I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, we're just getting started with this group. Um, there might be some adjustments in our times of release over the next few weeks. Um, we are on winter break, which means that I am out of the country. So we're going to still try record. Uh But the time difference is going to be kind of we're going to try to figure that out because I'll be in. Right thailand this time so they're what 14 hours ahead so we'll try coordinate yeah yeah we'll yeah. figure we'll figure something out but yes it might be a little bit little bit delayed coming in the next couple of weeks yeah so yes we apologize in advance and hope you'll tune in anyway um and we'll see you soon then all right okay okay bye, bye. bye.